0: Welcome to the Type 1 Lifting Podcast. Now enjoy the show. All right, guys, I want to tell you a little bit about Type 1 Lifting. So Type 1 Lifting is a clothing brand that proceeds of the shirts, the hats, and everything else go to the Children's Diabetes Foundation. This whole t-shirt company started from me taking care of a five-year-old girl from the emergency department at the children's hospital I worked at in Atlanta for a while back. Um, I thought I needed to do a little bit more than kind of just talk about my story. So this is how I started the clothing line because I wanted to show people that even though diabetics have this really bad disease, we can still do amazing things in our life and diabetes won't stop, you know, stop us reaching our goals. So go check out type1lifting.com. And um, you know, if you have any questions, you can always reach me out on Instagram. It's Type One Lifting, and hope you guys enjoy the show. Hey guys, we have a new sponsor for the Type One Lifting podcast. The company is called Liberté Lifestyle. So Liberté is a French word meaning freedom, and the company was founded on the desire to have freedom to choose what we want to do with our lives. I actually had the owner um, Nicole on my podcast on episode 28. So if you want to go back and listen to her, um, she talks about how she started the company and what she wants to do in the future with the company, which is pretty cool. So uh, they actually have knee sleeves, wrist wraps, shirts, shorts. Uh, Love the knee sleeves. I have the ice cream knee sleeves and I love them so much. They haven't The neoprene is still good, Uh, the seams haven't split compared to other uh, knee sleeves that I've had in the past uh, and I'm planning to keep these for a very, very long time. So, uh, Nicole actually gave me a promo code for you guys too. So It's all capital letters, TYPE and the number one, so it's TYPE1. So go to Libertelifestyle.com, check out what they have in the store, use the promo code TYPE1 and save some coin. Now let's go to the episode. all right guys welcome to a new episode of the type one lifting podcast i actually have also a physical therapist and a crossfit athlete taylor Shroud. how you doing
1: i'm good how are you
0: not bad thank you for doing this by the way i i really do appreciate you taking the time to you know sit down and chat with me so um i was reading up a little bit and we actually have something in common
1: oh yeah so
0: we have actually run up blue hills
1: Oh really?
0: Yeah. So I, a little backstory, I used to live in Sharon, which is like two towns over okay. from where Blue Hills is. And so I would go up that like hiking mountain biking and we'd definitely go up that little hill that you guys did when you were work training and comp train.
1: I would say it's not a little hill.
0: But true. True.
1: <laughs> Maybe we can say a little mountain because it's really not a mountain, but it's not a little hill.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Like they, they try to make it into like a ski resort kind of deal, like a ski, ski, yeah. ski hill. And it's just like, Literally, you're down in like two seconds, but they don't realize like the summertime, like you try to run up that thing and it just takes forever.
1: Yeah, no, it's like St. Louis has an area kind of like that too. And I joked after I did that, I was like, oh, we should go out. To, it's called Hidden Valley. I was like, we should go out to Hidden Valley sometime. Um, but I don't think anyone fit on that offer, so.
0: <laughs> so you, do, you went up Blue Hills like three times, correct?
1: Yeah, uh, okay. three or four times. I don't know. It was a lot.
0: Yeah. It was honestly
1: one of those first... Um, that was a cool, so it was 2019, and I qualified for the CrossFit Games, and uh, I followed CompTrain at the time, and they were having a CompTrain camp for everyone that made the Games, and so um, the girls for CompTrain were like Katrin, Amanda Barnhart, uh, Brooke Wells, and like myself, and I was like, oh, like, (laughs) no big deal, I'm just here with these like awesome Games athletes, Um, and it was one of those things where I got my ass handed to me the entire weekend or mm-hmm. I mean, was like a week. And I just, the whole time I was just like getting beat down. Um, but that was one of those things where I wasn't good at the short sprints, but I actually beat a lot of the girl. I beat uh, two of the three other girls on running all the way up. And I was like, Oh, this is actually one thing that I felt very accomplished in doing. So, <laughs> nice.
0: Pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome but um I kind of want to get into a, like your earlier part of life so I, I was doing some research on you so you went to high school and you were a pole vaulter and a cheerleader
1: I swam and then yeah, swam too, swam yeah was my main sport um, and really growing up I did everything like my mom was great she let me I played basketball and volleyball and soccer and I quickly realized ball sports really not my uh, forte um and I was, but I'm very like, I'm athletic. I'm just not, uh, coordinated. I don't know if that's like the best way to put it, but, um, so I was swimming and, in summer swimming and the coach was like a year round coach. And he's like, she really needs to swim year round. And uh, my mom was like, she plays way too many sports to swim year round. Um, and so, but after I started like riding the bench and basketball and stuff, I was like, this isn't fun anymore. So, um, I, was like, oh, I'll try swimming. I like, you know, started doing that a couple of days a week and that was maybe like seventh grade. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still, I love to tumble. I still love to tumble. Um, I love to go to gymnastics gym and just, uh, just the floor. I never did like bean ball, um bars, anything like that. But um, so that kind of fell into cheerleading. And then I honestly was just looking, so swimming in um, high school was a fall sport cheerleading. I cheered basketball. So it was winter and I was just looking for something to do in the spring. And um, I went out for track and the track coach was like wow you have really big shoulders like you should try pole vaulting um and so solely just because i had swimmer shoulders and i um you know i could do pull ups and things like that which a lot of high school girls can't necessarily do that so Mm. um kind of fell into pole vaulting as well which is cool
0: yeah how how did you get the fear out of like being up in the air on just like leaning leaning on a pole
1: um honestly i was that kid that was always doing stupid things growing up um my mom (laughs) would tell you i was probably upside down or climbing something more often than I wasn't. So, um, I really, I mean, I really probably wasn't ever fearful of it. It was more like, it just took a while to get the technique down. And then once you got that down, it was much, much easier. Um, but I don't think I was ever super fearful of it. Um, I think I honestly would love to go try it now. Um, just cause I'm so much stronger mm. that I think it'd be cool to see like, what I could do. So.
0: Yeah. That'd be, that'd be really cool to see that. So maybe you could go to the Olympics for the pole vault. Oh gosh, no, I'm not that good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't
1: know if I have the dedication to be that. Like, uh, to pick up a whole new sport and right I'm too old for that.
0: Well, you're not old. I'm 42, I know, I'm so not
1: old, but... <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm 42. Like, I I pick up new sports here and there, so
1: yeah,
0: yeah, it's all so. good fun. But I'm, and then after high school, you were uh, and you became a collegiate swimmer too. So where did you where did you go to school?
1: I went to St. Louis University, um, and I swam there for four years. Honestly, like, I wasn't 100% sure I wanted to swim going into college. Um, I knew it was like, it was like an option, right? But like, mm-hmm. I was going to all these big schools and, um, you know, doing like recruiting trips and, and one of those things where it's like, you're gonna, you won't be as like on the travel team for maybe your, fr- you won't be on the travel team your freshman year. If you get fast enough, maybe will your sophomore year, you know, junior year, we'll let you travel with us even, whatever. And I was like, I mean, swimming is like the least, the like you don't ride the bench and swim in swimming, you know what I mean. So, um, to me, I was kind of like, I don't know, like it doesn't seem like the best fit for me. Um, I wasn't a hundred percent sure what I wanted to do, but I was thinking physical therapy, and I just kind of realized like I'm not going to be an Olympic swimmer. Like I was, a, I was a great swimmer, but I was never going to be an Olympic swimmer. So, mm-hmm. um, SLU worked out really well. They had a freshman entry physical therapy program, so I did three years of undergrad and then three years of grad school. I just went straight through and um, was able to swim like all four years, uh, for my collegiate eligibility there. And it was just like a, I mean, it worked out extremely well from that standpoint. Um, and I, you know, I was kind of a big fish in a small pond, um, but it was cool too. So.
0: Yeah. What were the distances that you like doing?
1: Um, I was a 200 swimmer. So if you like compare that in running, uh, it's kind of like the 800. Okay. Okay. Mid distance, um, I was definitely not a fifty sprinter. I'm definitely not a hundred meter sprinter either in the, in track. But um, I could do the hundred hundreds and um, uh, swimming. But that's more like a four hundred. kind of a little bit longer distance. Um, but 200s was my sweet spot.
0: Okay. So do you? Th- I, I've talked to a bunch of CrossFit athletes, and they. I've had some of them say that like swimming um, kind of helped help them get into CrossFit and become a better CrossFit athlete. Do you think? That, like, you know, swimming transitions over pretty well to CrossFit?
1: Um, yeah, I do. I honestly think it's one of – I mean, I gymnastics, I think, is the best sport to transition over. But, like, swimming, I was able – I did my intro class to CrossFit, and they had um, – sorry, there's a tail. My cat is up
0: No, oh, you're good. You guys don't worry about it. <laughs>
1: um, so I did my – intro class to CrossFit and they had 10 pull-ups at the end of it and I like could do, I mean, I couldn't do 10 and broken, but I could do 10 pull-ups and I remember them being like, you know, they're like, before they're like, oh, you can steal, you can do ring rows, you can do this. And I was like, no, I can do pull-ups. And they're like, really, can you actually do them? And I did them and they were like, oh, um, they're like, that's not normal. You know, uh, most girls can't do 10 pull-ups. And I was like, oh, like, I just didn't know any different. It was one of those things where I was like, I've just always been able to do pull-ups. Um, <laughs> So that was like a huge thing, just having that lat strength and, you know, ability to do that. But then on top of that, just knowing how to breathe, you know, when you're swimming, you're constantly breathing against um, a lot of external forces um, in the water and you don't necessarily recognize that until like, you know, I am doing a long workout and like, I understand how to like settle myself down and bring, you know, kind of get my breathing under control. Cause I always did it in swimming. You're always technically holding your breath and swimming or, you know, exhaling or whatever, so um i think that was a huge uh just an easy transition for those kind of things
0: okay and when do you start crossfit in college or was it after
1: so i finished uh swimming in like the the end of february oh sorry end of february my fourth year um and i started running right away and i was like this is extremely boring um and i'm so competitive i was constantly trying to run faster so i'd be like oh um i you know, I'm going to try to run seven, 10 miles. And I'm like, dying. This is awful. And I didn't, I had no idea how to actually train any sort of way besides swim. Mm-hmm. Um, But then someone uh, knew I loved weight room at CrossFit. And so they're like, why don't you try, or weight room and swimming? So, like, why don't you try CrossFit? And it just like was a perfect fit. So I started in May of my, technically my senior year of um, college. And then I did it through grad school. So.
0: Okay. Were they pretty impressed for like the first week, like onboarding on ramp? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And like, so we had done, I, I had learned how to snatch and learn how to like clean and jerk in college. Um, and granted I never, I think the heaviest snatch I ever did was like 85 pounds. Um, so it wasn't like, I mean, that's still, you know, good weight, but it wasn't anything like crazy, Mm -hmm. but I knew how to do it. And so that was huge. Just having like, I didn't have to learn all the basics.
0: Yeah. When did you realize you were like getting really good at CrossFit?
1: Um, so my, so I started in 2013 In 2014, um, the regionals, our gym had a, we were trying to make a team and, um, regionals that year, you had to be able to do handstand walking and you had to be able to do ring muscle-ups, um, and there was, like, cut I mean it wasn't cuts but you would get like time capped in a workout if you couldn't do those things mm-hmm. and so um I made the regionals team I wasn't I wasn't as strong as the other girls there but I could do those two things and you know there was only three girls that could do those and I was one of them so um I realized I was like good at that point I was good at the gymnastics part of it uh, but I realized I needed to be a lot stronger um and so after that it was kind of when I started to like focus on it um and then 2016 is when I made regionals individually the first time and I mean I was I was obviously trying to make regionals but it was kind of like I got top 20 from North Central made it I was 22nd so you know a couple girls went team and I got in there and I was in the first heat um the first day and um I did that was the year they did um regionals nate so it was like strict muscle ups strict handstand push-ups and kettlebell snatches yep
0: i remember that one yeah yeah yep.
1: and so i like somehow got fourth on that workout at regional <laughs> and so like i went home that night and i was like oh like because you know i was like i'm just going to have fun and it's just going to be a great time and whatever and um i got fourth and that that was the second workout and i was like Oh, like I'm, I am i want. I actually wanted like really compete at this. You know, that's when I was like, I can hang with these big girls. Um, granted that was the only workout. I mean, I did, I think I ended up like 20th that year. So I still did really well, um, for, you know, being a rookie and really having no kind of idea what I was getting myself into. But, mm-hmm. um, that was when I was like, I'm good enough to be here. Like, let's go.
0: Yeah. So when you were at your first regionals, were you like looking left and right? And you're like, Oh my gosh, I got this person, you know, <laughs> this, and this person over here.
1: No, I honestly. So since I did so well in that workout, um, and that was the year Brooke Wells was not good at strict muscle ups, and so the second day I was literally I was in the third heat. There was four heats. I was in the third heat. Um, Brooke Wells was on my right, and Julie Foucher was on my left. <laughs> and I think like, it was one of those things. Like I was like, this is so cool. You know, like I I was. Like I said, I really didn't have any expectations going that weekend. So the fact that I was there was awesome.
0: Yeah. So when, when did, when did you start, like, when did you realize like I need to start doing like getting a coach and like, when did, when did comp train come about?
1: Um, that was after 2016. So okay. I was kind of just like, I was kind of following like comp train a little bit before regionals, but then I just kind of started like, you know, I, Oh, that workout looks fun. I'm going to do that one too. And Oh, I really like that. Um, and then, I just was like okay like if i actually want to do this like i need to sit down and follow a program i can't just be like randomly cherry-picking workouts so like oh i really like to do handstand push-ups i'm going to do three workouts a week with handstand pushups. you know yeah um so that was kind of what i was like i've got to focus
0: okay okay so um what like what is like ben bergeron like helped you throughout your training like what, what has he done to make you become a better athlete
1: Um, I think from him, his standpoint, it was probably more like the mentality aspect and like kind of realizing, you know, like what can I control? What can't I control? You know, what, um, what is my ability? Not what is everyone else's ability and like learning myself more than anything. And that really, you know, I was obviously physically very fit, but like mentally kind of needed to become a little bit tougher and a little bit smarter. Um, and, you know, that's, uh, that's one of those things. And so I didn't really, I didn't actually work with Ben Bergeron really at all. Um, when I, in 2019, um, like 2018, 2019, so I got seven in the regionals in 2018. And I was like, then I was like, I really like want to make the games. And I wanted to make the games that year too, obviously. Um, so then I started talking, like, kind of like messaging them on the, like, um, what, Sugarwad, whatever app it's yep. on and, you know, talking like asking like substitutions or like hey how should i do this or whatever and then um, i was talking with like carrie um Pauly a lot and so he was kind of like my coach um, but once i uh, competed at water and stuff then he was the one i was like actually really like talking to and he was kind of helping me like um you know it's hard because i work full time and that was yeah. one of those things like you give me all this programming and i can't i can't do it all and i actually learned that in 2017 so after 2016 i was like i'm gonna do all comp train everything every day Um, and when I don't get in, I'm going to squeeze it on the weekends and, you know, all of this stuff. And I really was just overtrained because I was working 40 plus hours a week. And, um, actually at 2017 regionals, I broke my first rib, um, which is kind of like a freak thing. Like it usually happens in like car accidents or like a seatbelt, um, or the other two things are gymnastics or weightlifters where, um, that it might happen. So, um, you know, that was one of those things like I learned in 2017, I was like, I got to scale back like I can't I can't keep you know doing this much and so that was kind of um, in 2019 like Harry was like okay this stuff is really important that you should get in like this is what you need if you have time do this and then skip this you know so Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um, is learning for myself that uh, quality over quantity you know
0: Mm -hmm. now what's your since you do have a 40-hour job so what's your typical like Like, how do you manage, like how many, how many hours do you work like every day, work out every day? Like what's, what's the schedule look like for you?
1: Um, so I'm kind of a pretty similar schedule for the past, probably like four or five years. Um, so I work early Monday, Wednesday, Friday, so I work like six to two to three. Mm -hmm. And then Tuesday, Thursday, I work 12 to seven. So, um, Mondays and Wednesdays, I go to gym after work, uh, Tuesdays I go before work. And then, um, Thursdays is usually like, depending on the time of the year, like right now I'm running, um, before I was doing like a C2 bike, you know, thing, just depending the weather outside, something, you know, aerobic and then Fridays and Saturdays are my bigger training days. Um, but honestly, like Monday and Wednesday, I spend an hour and a half to two hours in the gym. Um, Tuesday morning is like an hour and a half. Um, and like I said, then Friday and Saturday are longer, longer days. Um, you know, we kind of actually switched it up these past two years because I was going team and we did, I kind of took Monday off and then, or did like skill stuff maybe on Monday Yep. um, and then worked out on Sunday uh, with the team. So this Friday, Saturday, Sunday to try to get actual, because all of us that I train, that I compete with um, are full-time employees too. So, you know, that's kind of how you have to do it.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, when you were, uh, when you actually broke your uh collar but was it your collarbone or broke a rib Rib, yeah Yeah. so um when you broke your rib in 2017 did you feel like like all that work that you build up from like training and getting ready for the games and stuff was kind of like almost a waste because you broke your collarbone, broke your rib
1: um not really i think going into like after that i was just like thankful i could still move um Mm -hmm. Cause I don't know, like if anyone's ever broken a rib before, it's extremely painful to cough, to sneeze. Um, I couldn't even like lay straight back. Cause like, just like my muscles pulling out and I was so guarded. Um, and so after the first couple of weeks and, I, and you know, me being a physical therapist, I'm like, Oh, like it was kind of a weird pain. You know, I was like, it's probably just my shoulder. I did something, you know, I was having like some people at work kind of look at me, um, and, you know, they're like, I don't really know. And so finally I went and saw a doctor um, and I got an x-ray and they were like, I mean, it was like, <laughs> it was not a good break. It was bad. And they're like, yeah, this is why you've been in pain. And I was like, okay. I was like, so what can I do? You know? And he's like, basically for the first, like, or then, cause I was like probably three weeks. I finally went and saw him. He's like, basically for the next three weeks, um, don't elevate your heart rate over like 110. You know, so I'd sit on the assault bike and just pedal or I do some air squats or some lunges or I couldn't do anything with my arms um you know then I went back and saw him and he's like okay you can you know increase your heart rate a little bit but like it's still only once you're doing you know um stuff that doesn't bother you at all so you know just kind of it kind of changed my mindset a little bit and honestly I think as a professional um it really I I have had like I mean I have you know shoulder issues and whatnot growing up um and in college swimming, but it was always stuff I could work through, um, and I might've been in pain, but I could do it, but this was like the first time where like, I couldn't do it because it just hurt. And you Mm -hmm. know, the doctor's like, your ribs not going to heal. If you keep pulling on things, I was like, okay, that makes sense. Um, so honestly, as a professional, it was really good because I actually, I got put in my patient's shoes a little bit and actually really learned from it. Um, and so, you know, everything happens for a reason. And I think that year I just kind of realized like, this is where I was supposed to be. I was supposed to learn how to be a better, better physical therapist. And um, then, you know, from there, like I just was, every time I could add something back in and it didn't hurt, I was just excited, you know? So, mm,
0: yeah. So I I've never broken a rib, but I've had the weirdest injury ever. So yeah. I was playing lacrosse and I hit in the chest. And so the cartilage that's connected to my sternum, to the ribs oh, yeah. popped off, like yes. pop, popped out. And so there's like a little bruise, like right there. And like all all the, um, you know, sports trainers at my college were like showing everybody, like all like the interns and stuff like yeah. that. You're like, you see this, like see yeah. this will never happen. Like you'll never see this in your career. Yeah. So. No, that
1: I've never seen, I mean, I've known people that have done that, but I've never seen it. So mm-hmm. that's crazy.
0: Yeah, it, it hurts Especially so you bad.
1: Know. You probably can't elevate your heart rate anytime you like expand your chest, it hurts. So,
0: yeah, and like, like, I had like roommates who were pretty funny too. And so, like, I like laughing, I literally had to run out of the room. But I'm like, get, I can't, I can't, you, I can't laugh. Like, you yeah, you can't do that to me. So, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so in, uh, in 2019, you actually qualified as an individual through Wadapalooza. So, yeah. um, what was the what was the feeling that you actually like broke through and actually made it to the games?
1: So the, like I didn't actually so that was the year that they did the open still in the, so there was uh, all the sanctionals, they did the open in March still or February and March, and so I was in January and I didn't actually get my official invite until June, um, but I kind of knew after the open that I would like you know the whole I actually that year I kind of just resigned to like. I work full time. I can maybe do two sanctionals. Like I'm, I know I'm not going to qualify through the open. I'm not strong enough. Like that one lift always like knocks me down every yep. year and it's fine. Like, that's just what it is. I'm going to score, you know, I'm going to eat a bunch of points on the lift. Um, so I knew I wouldn't qualify out of the open. So it was just one of those things um, as like the open kept going, like morning talk of it just started like, you know, writing then and they like posted an article They're like at the open it was after the first week, it's like, if the open stays is where it is, like, Taylor Stride would qualify from Waterloo, and I would get ninth, and I was like, wait, what, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, uh, at that point, I was like, oh, so then, you know, week five, I'm, like, watching the leaderboard, like, crazy, um, and it didn't actually happen there, it happens, uh, they needed, Tasia Perseveris uh, needed to go team, which we knew she was, um, I actually messaged her, that was like the first time I reached out to her, I was like, um, I just like want to know, like, are you for sure going team, because I need this person, you know, uh, and so it was kind of anticlimactic, <laughs> um, it was one of those things where like, I, I knew in May that I was most likely, I, you know, I knew in May I had the invite, I emailed CrossFit, I was like, I work full time, I gotta ask for the time off, like, can we make this official, and they're like, we're not making it official until all this semi final or sanctionals are done, and so I was like, okay, but they're like, but basically you have the invite. I was like, okay, great. So it was kind of, like I said, kind of anticlimactic. but honestly, like um, I wasn't expecting to make the games. Cause I just, I didn't, I was like, I can't win a semi or sanctional. And I am not going to get out of the open, but we didn't realize like how much the leaderboard could shift, you know? Yeah.
0: And that, and that was a weird year about like, like, you know, like, I think, I think that was the year like Pat Patrick Veller had like, no idea like how he qualified for the games. It was either the yeah. open or like a sanctional and it, like, it was like the whole thing was just like, oh, you can get it here. Or like, it's. it was almost like a playoff series. Like, you know, you ever seen like football, like if this person, if this team loses yeah, or oh, wins, yeah. you know, or, or makes yeah. a tie, they, they make it in. You're like, what the hell is going on?
1: Yeah, it was, it was super confusing. Um, but, you know, it was one of those things, like I said, it was just like, like, oh, okay, great. Like now, you know, now what? <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I was kind of already training harder at that point because we like knew it was like a pretty strong possibility. So.
0: Yeah. So, um, was it, when did you realize you wanted to switch from comp train to go to mayhem?
1: So I, the reason I did that is, um, so in 2019 for the 2020 season, they put the open in the fall. Mm-hmm. And so I, um, at that point, uh, I was doing the, there's in the middle of the open, I think it was after like the second week and, um, Kristen Miller, who was on mayhem independence in 2019 or 2018, um, in 2019, she like reached out to me on Instagram and we are both from Illinois. So we'd done a couple like local competitions together. And yep. I was like, you know, um, and she was like, Hey, we're looking for a, a second girl for independence. Would you like want to join the team? And I was like, Oh, I was like, okay. Um, and so we couldn't do anything. She's like, you know, let's wait till after the open, like let that all play out. Um, and then, you know, come, uh, come down to mayhem and see if, you know, we'd be a good fit. And I was like, all right, great. Um, and I got there, and literally, because Royce uh, Dunn was on the team, and then Chase Hill, and Kristen, and myself, and um, uh, Royce, like, sent us, like, we had, we've been texting a little bit beforehand, and he, like, sent a message, like, when I got down there, he's, like, well, you know, sad, like, I can't be there, but would you guys want to do the qualifiers for the um, uh, Australian CrossFit Challenge, and we're, like, I was like, I mean, are you guys want me on your team? They're like, yeah, sure. Like, whatever. Like, I had met them for like 30 seconds. And they're like, yeah, yeah, sure, let's do it. And I was like, okay, guess I'm doing it. So, I mean, that's why I switched. You know, it wasn't like I was upset with anything. Um, but I really, especially for a team, like, I think Mayhem is definitely the best programming. Obviously, they know what they're doing. They've done it for years. Um, and they've been at the top of the sport for years. And so that's just kind of why we fell into that. Um, and that's, you know, it wasn't like a, I was upset with anything. It was just like, Hey, this I'm on mayhem independence. Like obviously I'm going to do mayhem programming.
0: So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, supposedly you're supposed to call it the mayhem empire.
1: <laughs> the mayhem empire. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so I, have actually had Royce done on the podcast and like, I I'm obviously like, he's a bigger individual. I'm a bigger individual. So I, I root for him. So, mm-hmm. um, what was it like training with Royce and like chase and like the rest of the team? Um,
1: so the first weekend that, so Royce came, um, over for Wattacalooza. And so, and he was here for like two weeks before that. Um, and then we were like flying basically like almost right after to Australia. Um, and so I went down to Mayhem before oh, I I'd gone to Mayhem a couple of times with just chasing and Kristen. And then, you know, I'm, and I honestly, like I did, I was not a team athlete at that point. I was still a very individual athlete. I didn't realize like the difference between the two sports. It really is like, um, there's a huge difference. in instead of like, you know, I need to pace this workout to myself. It's like, I need to like sprint this so they can get on. And then I need to recover. And like, I need to do a big set of total bar, you know, so we have less transitions. And like, there's all these things that like, you just have never like thought about before. And so the first couple of times I trained with um, Kristen and Chase, I, they're like, okay, you got to change how you train. And I was like, okay. You know, so it was like a big, big transition in like realizing like, okay, I'm going to do, you know, 20 totes it's like 40 total bar. I'm going to do 20 total bar. And then I'm going to rest longer than I would normally rest. And I'm going to do a second set of 20 total bar because, you know, you would have with teammates, you can do that. Um, And so when I finally got to uh, train with Royce, I actually um, felt like a little bit more of a team athlete, but I mean, Royce is just larger than life. And so he's just that person that like infuses so much energy into everything that you do. Um, And we were using like the worm a little bit before, but we were just using like a random, you know, person. We like whoever it may have or um, Chase brought one of his guy friends a couple of times and stuff. And when we got Royce on the worm in the front of the worm, it was like, wow, this worm moves really easy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, he, yeah. It was like basically like he was never the tired one on the worm. He was like, let's keep going. I'm like, you're, you know. So it was it was a cool. It was one of those things. But um, you know, he always uh, debriefs before the workout, during the workout, and after workout. He's always you know jibber jabbering and keeping things light. And you know, is is he's an awesome teammate.
0: Yeah. So did, when you guys were working the worm, so like, um, would you have Royce do it going to the back or the or like the middle or like just okay, to no, kind of oh, always in the front because that's like the hardest. The, a, that's the hardest part of the worm. Risk. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh. So what what was it training? Because um, what was it? Tra- what was it like training at Mayhem with like all these? You see, like all these like crazy athletes. You see, Rich, you know, Tasia, and all these other like superstars. Like, were you like struck at all? Like when you were there?
1: Um at first yes but like only for like five minutes because I literally walked in and like I was a part of the crew like they're probably the most welcoming people um and that's something that also like just makes you like love be a part of the Mayhem family because Mm -hmm. they there's not an outsider in the crew it doesn't matter your fitness level honestly um it truly doesn't matter it's so cool um to be in that environment and I think like the second time I was there, Rich was like, Hey, my back's really been bothering me. Can you work on it? You know, like, you know, it's just like a very, like, they don't care. They're down to earth. You know, they are these incredible athletes, but, um, they don't care. They just want, if you want to show up and work hard, they're happy to have you there.
0: Yeah. And so you guys actually made it, um, made it to go to the games Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden like COVID hit too. So, like, what were, you, what were your feelings like going through and like, all right, I'll, we're going to the games, but now COVID hit and so we're not going to go.
1: So, you know, you kind of kept holding out hope that something was going to happen. <laughs> um, and then Mayhem tried to put on a competition too that was just a team competition. Um, and so, you know, try to hold out hope. And then CrossFit Games came out and said that the team, they were going to try to do an individual that teams were out. So then Mayhem was like, we're going to do a team event. Um, but I think just logistically trying to, get everybody there that was supposed to be there was I mean was just impossible, you know, even from us from a standpoint of like there's no way Royce was going to make it over to the US um from Australia. They were so locked down. And yeah. You know, but you kind of we I probably held out hope until like the middle of June that something might happen. Yep. Um and then after that though, like I had trained really hard that year and like, you know, changed kind of how I was training. And so then I was kind of like okay I can like Chill for a little bit, um, and honestly, it ended up being it was a huge bummer because you know you work so hard, and I mean we had an awesome opportunity to be you know one of the top teams at the games, which would have just been so cool. Um, but you know it wasn't there. But it was it was a good summer. Like I still had a great summer. I got a um, my family has a lake house in the middle of nowhere, and you know spent a lot of time out there. And things that honestly from like 2018, 2019, even last year, I didn't get to do. So I'm you know, again, everything happens for a reason. Yep.
0: yep. You know,
1: it hurts yep. a little bit, but it was, you know, I can't complain.
0: Yeah. So were you staying in Tennessee the whole time?
1: No, I just would, um, I'd probably go like once a month or maybe once every three weeks and train. Um, okay. I was still working full time. So, yeah. um, we would take off. I would work like four tens, uh, or close to that. And then, uh, my fiance and I, would leave Thursday night and we drive halfway a little bit more. Um so it's about six hours, a little less than six hours. So we drive maybe like three and a half, four hours, stay in a hotel, and then we would get up and drive and so we could train at the barn at like nine on Friday morning. So
0: Yeah, that's cool. So they didn't want to keep you on as like a full-time, like, you know, physical therapist at for the mayhem empire?
1: You know, it's one of those things where no, but um <laughs> I mean they never asked, but honestly, like it wasn't expected of me to be there. Obviously worse in Australia. So you can't like our team was never going to be able to train all that much together. Um, it was just more like communicating outside of, you know, training and, you know, keeping each other accountable and giving each other ideas for workouts and things like that. So,
0: yeah. So, um, a- after that, um, you actually came back to, you know, working, uh, being at a team for blue city CrossFit. So cause <laughs> of the affiliate cup, so how, like, from all of the stuff you've learned from mayhem, like working on the team and stuff like that. um, How did you transition like all that information you learned to the new team that you have?
1: I mean, it was kind of interesting because at mayhem, I was like the follower, right? Like I was just trying to absorb everything and soak everything in. And um, when I, when we decided we were going to go team um, in 2021, It was one of those things where, like, my fiancé was like, "You are the leader now. Like, you have to instill all of this knowledge that you have in your brain, and really, like, if you want this team to be successful, like, that's what you have to do." So, my role completely changed from that standpoint. Um, And it was just like, you know, little things or tips I learned on the worm, or again, just changing how you train and realizing, you know, it's just different and it just is. It's gonna feel different and um, understanding that. And you know, like I said, I, I had to become the leader to help that and it was, you know, it was cool. It was fun. Um, but I definitely had to step outside of my shell. Like I'm probably a little more like reserved from that standpoint, but like I had to be the loud one, you know,
0: mm-hmm. and more people like during the team, but like you became more of the loud one. They were like, Whoa, like where, where is this coming from?
1: <laughs> no, I don't think so. I mean, the, I would say like, you know, the people I'm close to, I'm, you know, loud enough, but, um, honestly, like we really honestly, the past years that I've done team, I've been so blessed with the people that and a part of us, our community at our gym. Like we're just a bunch of hardworking people that just want to get better and really like whatever information, like I have to share, they're willing to take whatever they have to share. I'm willing to take. And, you know, it's just one of those things where like, it's, it's easy, which not all team, I know that's not the normal all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never had a bad experience from that. So,
0: okay. Okay. Awesome. Now, um, you guys did, obviously didn't, didn't uh, you know, qualify for this year's games. So um, what, what were your feelings like when you guys didn't make it?
1: Um, <laughs> It was hard. It's one yeah. of those things where you put so much time and effort into it. And we had such a dream season last year, um, qualifying at West coast and, you know, going to the games and like, I mean, just truly being able to enjoy every second of it. Um, you know, that, obviously you want to repeat it. Like, why wouldn't you want to repeat that? You know, but it was one of those things where, um, I knew on our fifth workout, we did not do well. And, you know, going into day day three, we were sitting in seventh, but the spread between like third and seventh was like 30 points. So like, that's like totally doable. Yeah. Um, we got out there for the fifth workout and we just bombed. it was not good. And we were the last ones on the floor. I think we took 11th. Um, but we were the last ones on the floor in the last heat. And, um, I was standing out there and I realized like our games was, was done. And that was, that was probably the hardest moment, um, of the weekend because, you know, it just, it sucked. Um, but you know, it was kind of nice because at least it happened on the fifth workout. It didn't happen on the sixth workout. Like, I think that would have been worse, Mm -hmm. um, because at least the fifth or the sixth workout, we could go out there and like, just enjoy it, you know, um, it's one of those things where like, I'm getting married this year and not that I'm old, but I'm 31 and like, we'd like to have a family. So, you know, it's kind of one of those things where like, I'm not necessarily sure that I'm gonna compete again next year. So I um, got to walk out on the floor and like actually soak it all in, you know, I yep. gotta like, look up at the stands and see everybody cheering and, um, you know, take like those last couple moments in, which like I said, it sucked, but how it happened, if you're not gonna qualify for the games, like I said, I'd rather it be the fifth workout where you you know going to the sixth workout and you can just be like, hey, I'm here, we made it, we're still, I mean, it was a super competitive field. Um, you know, enjoy yeah. it.
0: Yep. Now <clears throat> you've been to two CrossFit games, so which one has been more memorable for you?
1: Um, I think they're more memorable, I think they're both the same in a way. Um, the 2019, I learned a lot of lessons on the floor, um, which sucks because (laughs) I didn't do well and I didn't, you know, the hardest thing of 2019 for me was I was in the best shape of my life and I didn't get to show it off. Like I made more mental errors than I did physical. I mean, there were physical errors too, but it was mentally is why I made them, you know? Um, and so that was the hard part. I only got to do the first day I did the first two workouts and then I got cut, um, and, like that sucked, you know. Yeah. Um, but it was it was honestly, it's what I needed to become a better athlete, and it's one of those things too, where it's like I learned so much from it. Um, I got to see that was the first, you know. I mean, I had a huge team up in Madison to cheer me on. Um, you know, everyone got to be there for me, and it was really cool to like see that experience and like be in that environment. And yep. you know, we had probably like twenty plus people. It was more, it was probably almost 30 people there to see me. You know, like how cool is that? Um, but last year was last year, first off, was super cool because I actually got my moment to qualify for the games. Um, you know, in 19, I didn't really, it was anti climatic. 20, we got shut out of the games. And then, you know, last year, I got that moment and like being on the floor, um, it was really cool. We got to do the first three days, we got cut um, for the last day. But, you know, that was, I mean, just being on the floor with three people that you worked, I mean, so much, so much time and effort and sweat and tears and everything went into that. Um, and it's just, I mean, it was a totally different experience and we had a great experience, um, but probably just as memorable, you know, just from a standpoint of everything that goes into it. And each, each, I think each game's experience is always unique um, and all there's always, you know, a gajillion positives you can learn from it. So.
0: Yeah. So how much, like I've, I've talked to some people, so they got like so much like noble gear that they barely couldn't even like bring their stuff like back home. So like, was that your, you guys issue too?
1: Yeah. So actually um, my fiance qualified last year in the master's division. Okay. And then um, it was, so myself and the other teammate Mara um, on my team and then him. And so we went up there in the same car and we're like, okay, we like can only take so much stuff because we knew we were getting more stuff mm-hmm. um coming back we had to stuff um teddy our videographer that does every uh does a podcast with us and stuff we stuffed his car full of our stuff and then had my car stuffed full of crap like it was <laughs> insane we walked out of there we had two duffel bags you had a backpack i mean there's so much stuff and it was like it was Christmas in July
0: July it was awesome <laughs> yeah I mean I I can imagine like I, I I'd be so geeking out I'm like oh my god oh, I, got, yeah. I got this I got a jacket I got like shoes I get all this stuff of that you
1: get all the all the sponsors give you all their
0: stuff too yeah and um so who are you who who sponsors you right now nobody nobody okay so what while wow, during the games like who did sponsor you
1: uh, we didn't have, we didn't have any sponsors. I'm just saying like all the sponsors. That oh, gave, gotcha.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Gotcha. So
1: like, um, like you get, you know, CBD, you get, uh, Rings, you get junk headbands, you get whatever, you know, whatever you get a ton of stuff on top of that. You get grips, you get a belt, you get goes on and on.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. I hear you. Um, so, um, we're getting close to the end so I've kind of noticed that you guys have like a little track like you go to the games one year you miss and then go to the games again and then you miss and then so I know you say you're like getting older in age so do you think you can might might be taking another run at it next year I know you're talking about getting married and having a, a family like what would you know make you kind of like say like okay let me give it another shot
1: um I don't know it's a, I mean this is kind of what I like said. Like, so we'll see, you know, get married and just like let what happens happens. If I'm not pregnant next year, I'll probably make a run at it. Like, you know, run at it. Um, but if I am like, I mean, we still have extremely fit people at our gym. Like I would love to coach them. So,
0: okay. Yeah. That, you know? hey, hey, whatever, whatever works. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome.
1: Way, you know, and that's, I'm, I'm really happy that I got the experience I had last year because I'm okay leaving that being my last experience on the games floor or potentially I have no idea. It could happen mm. again. You know, yeah. I could pregnant have a kid and put a team together again too. I don't know, but I'm okay with that being my last experience if that is. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, yeah, I don't know. We're just, I'm just letting what happens happens and just kind of going with the flow and, um, you know, come like, you know, January if I'm not pregnant, like let's make a run at it.
0: Yeah. So, um, I know we, I know we, we, before the recording, we talked about the wedding. So Mm you were having like a smaller group. So like, where, where's your wedding going to be at? Like, Uh, I'm not saying the location, but is it going to be like a barn or church or anything like that?
1: No, so we're actually, we're we're from St. Louis. Uh, We live in St. Louis, I guess I should say. I'm not from St. Louis, Um, but we're getting married in California. So we're doing a destination wedding. Um, It's at an area called Temecula, which is a little wine region. Um, And we're, yeah, we're just doing like, well, I thought it'd be about 50. I think it'll be close to 60 or 70 people. Um, everyone that we've invited has basically been like, "Yeah, we'd love to come." Um, I think a lot of people are going to use it as vacation, you know, like mm-hmm. come out before and or stay later or whatever. So um, we're going to have a full crew, and it's one of those things where um, there's a lot more that goes into planning than I realized, and there's a lot of people you have to appease and um, a lot of varying opinions, and so and one of the biggest issues I'm actually having is getting people to respond to emails. So yeah, you know. I um, it.
0: Um, uh, so we,
1: it
0: <laughs> yeah, so we actually had a horror story in our wedding. so oh,
1: no.
0: um, so the DJ was my fellow co-worker at the hospital up in Boston. <laughs> so we we got married on the lake that we lived in in New Hampshire. and like literally like, you could see from the venue our house from where yeah. the lake was. and so they like we took fr- it was on a Friday and he's like, I will be there three hours early just to make sure everything's okay, you know, the setup's okay. all right and all that stuff well there was a huge traffic accident on the highway just to getting no. up to new hampshire so he was late to the whole ceremony so we had to get the dj from the next ceremony over because they split the two hall. they split the hall in two for like oh one God. wedding yeah. so we got we got the dj to to literally go like you know you know do the do the whole ceremony and stuff like that like my her brother-in-law yeah. almost had to buy an ipad just to kind of play oh, the music yeah. and all that stuff yeah. and then um. They finally showed up, they made it to the venue and his associate was like, like he said my last name wrong. Oh no. Yeah. So he said like, he was introducing my parents and he says yeah. like, and my name's Lennon and so, and he's like, oh, we want to welcome, you know, Tom and Mary L- L- Lynn on. And oh, so, and so the, my father-in-law turns around he's like, are you effing serious? <laughs> and then he's uh, like
1: this is one thing after
0: another, yeah. And then all of a sudden my, my niece went missing. For some reason like oh, come no. to like like and she was like i think it was like seven at the time or like younger than that and so we're like literally running around the whole venue to try to find her and come to find out she had to go to the bathroom and just like went to the bathroom and didn't tell anybody
1: oh my gosh
0: so yeah i mean that was the only that was the only bad thing that happened so. yeah 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 Ho- hopefully you have a good good dj
1: yeah hopefully <laughs> yeah <laughs> so and that's, um, i mean that's part of it too we're literally like not meeting anyone i'm just like sure. Book it. It's fine. Yeah. Be <laughs>
0: careful no, with that. Be careful with that.
1: I know. I mean, you know, it's nice now because you've got like all these sites, that, you know, reviews and stuff. And honestly, um, my, uh, venue has got a lot of like recommended people and, you know, you're just hoping for the best. So, <laughs>
0: okay. All right. That's, that's good. So, uh, we're getting close to the end. So I have a couple like rapid fire questions for you. So, right. um, I don't, I really don't call there. I call them rapid fire, but they take longer than, you know, a couple minutes, <laughs> okay. but anyway, um, so, um, what do you have, do you have any goals for like the rest of the year other than getting married for like, you know, personal or fitness wise?
1: Um, I, well, this is kind of random, but I want to get my, um, CSCS, uh, because in the state of Missouri, which is certified strength and conditioning Specialist, um, the state of Missouri, we don't yet have direct access to physical therapy. So I can technically not do like personal training, um, under my uh, license so or my practice act so that's something that i want to do just to be able to i'm not l1 certified in crossfit or anything like that but just to be able to like have a little more freedom outside of working in the clinic
0: mm-hmm. so. so like why wouldn't you want to get your l1
1: um i don't know i haven't really thought about that i actually do want to get my l1 that's not uh, one of those things i just think it's uh I think easier with the profession of physical therapy with the CSCS. You know what I mean? It's one of those yeah. where i um, trying to kind of make sure I fall into that, like practice act and everything.
0: Yeah. And also I've, I've come to realize that like a lot of companies don't really like the L1, like have having an L1 certification where they do like, you know, personal training or anything like that.
1: I mean, the stupid thing is, is like my like doctor of physical therapy means way more than a CSCS, but it you know one of those things you have to have a stupid thing on paper so
0: yep yep you know it it completely makes sense no not really so
1: yeah
0: exactly um so what is your favorite book you like to read or give out to a gift to people
1: ooh that's a hard one um
0: the cscs manual
1: no definitely not (laughs) (laughs) uh honestly probably my favorite books are harry potter
0: okay Um,
1: I don't necessarily, I don't really ever, I've never given out a book to anyone recently. So I can't really think of that, but I love Harry Potter and I like growing up, I was kind of like the exact age. I think like the first book came out when I was like, you know, eight or nine. Um, and my mom read that to me. And then, you know, as we would like get older, like we read all the books and my brother and I would fight over who got to read the book first, you know, and don't tell me anything. Um, but as like Harry Potter got older, like it was the exact same, like ages that I was like aging. So it was kind of like perfect. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. I was a lot older when that came out. (laughs) I think it was, I I think it was like, I was in my twenties when that came out. So
1: yeah, Yeah. I like brought it up to some one of my kiddos at the clinic the other day. And they're like, Oh, I've never even read Harry Potter.
0: I was like, how are
1: we Harry Potter?" Yeah. <laughs> but I, I like, it's totally a generational thing, you know?
0: Yeah. I always date myself with like eighties movies. I'll do like a one-liner from like coming to America and like everyone, like I work with they're like, what, what is that from? And I was like, Oh my gosh, how do you not know that? And so I'm like, wait a second, I'm 40. So that's, yeah, they, that's why. And they're like in their twenties. Yeah. So, um, all right. Next question. So what is in your gym bag?
1: Oh gosh. Uh, everything. <laughs> Lots of smelly things. Uh, my lifters, my weightlifting belt, my, uh, regular shoes, grips. I guess that's really it. I have a knee sleeve for rope climbs. I don't wear knee sleeves normally though. Um, you know, Do you have like
0: anything like weird or random that's in there?
1: I always have an extra pair of contacts always. Okay. I'm like terrified, I'd like a competition that I'm going to lose a contact and I am not going to be able to compete. I'm blind without them. So, okay.
0: <laughs> not really well, blind, you, you, you know. Yeah. You didn't want to wear glasses while you're like lifting and stuff like that or like running around. No. <laughs> all right. Um, so this one, we're going to go a little deep. So um, this is your last, like pretend this is your last day on earth. You're lying in bed and having like all your friends and family around you. How do you want people to know you as?
1: Um, I just want them to know me as a hard worker that genuinely loves what she does and those people around her.
0: Okay. All right. Awesome. Awesome. So, uh, where can people reach out to you if they have any questions with like PT, you know, CrossFit or like working as a team or like pretty much anything?
1: Uh, honestly, probably Instagram's the easiest. That's what I'm on the most. I don't have really any other social media, so <laughs> that's probably the easiest. I mean, I, through my work is probably going to be way harder to actually get a hold directly to me than, um, cause I work for a big corporation. So probably my Instagram's the easiest place there.
0: Okay. And are you looking to grow your YouTube channel?
1: Oh, <laughs> I mean, I guess so, but we have not done anything with that recently. So yeah. it's no. One of those things where, um, we actually did pretty good with it last year and then it just, this has been a busy year engaged, yeah. you know, trying to qualify for the games, trying to plan a wedding. Um, I've been super busy at work, which is, you know, good and bad. So mm-hmm. just
0: busy. Yeah. I, I love the intro when you were saying like, yeah, like all these other CrossFit athletes are doing a YouTube channel. So I might as well do one too. So
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, um, well, I just wanted to thank you, um, for coming on my show and, you know, talking about your story and like, you know, about you being, being the CrossFit games and, you know, talk about the wedding and all that stuff. And so, you know, thank you for for your time for doing it.
1: Yeah, I appreciate it. It was fun.
0: Yeah. All right. Thank you. No problem. All right. Don't hang up yet. So (laughs) I'm just making sure I had one person do that to me. So I was just like,
1: no, wait, 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 wait. (laughs)